Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport. You are now listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. On today's podcast, Kanye West was on Twitter having another meltdown. Why Drake responded, I have no idea. Somebody left a human heart on an airplane. A person left a human heart on an airplane. Plus, we have... From the number one team in the NBA, no one would have predicted it, the number one team right now, as of recording this I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast from the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors are real, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, Danny Green, world champion from the San Antonio Spurs, he was in the Kawhi Leonard trade. Danny Green joins us again on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. But first, I'm going to do what I do best. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Put your mouthpiece in. Tighten up your boxing gloves because we're about to go 15 deep rounds with some championship podcasting. Miles, Jordan, let me get something real nice, something real funky. All right, the final weeks of the NFL regular season can be some of the best to bet on. Why? Except for the teams fighting for their playoff lives. You have eliminated teams already looking towards next season and playoff contenders resting their top guys to avoid injury. I am here to help you read between the lines and make you some money down the home stretch with picks 
and what goes into the mind of these decisions. All of that is at sportsbetcollective.com. Sportsbetcollective.com. Yo, look me up. Look up the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, Think Takes Records. We are kicking butt. Your first pick is free at sportsbetcollective.com. Sign up for the newsletter for exclusive free insight. I am joined by a credible cast of national and local sports media experts, retired athletes, and sports-obsessed entertainers. So whether you are a seasoned shark or a total sports betting beginner, Sportsbet Collective provides an affordable way to help you beat the odds no matter what the size of your bet. Catch all my picks at sportsbetcollective.com. Have no fear, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the White Chocolate Tito. And we are back. We are back with another smash mouth I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And I got to be honest, today... I'm feeling like a champ. I'm feeling like a fucking champ. I was starting to think like 2018, what a great fucking year. What a great fucking year. It's been the highs, the lows, the peaks, the valleys. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It can't just be highs. It can't just be lows. We don't want just lows. We don't just want peaks. And we don't just want valleys. We want it all. And at the end, you come up banging on your fucking chest, holding your loaf, holding your cock and balls. And you look back on the year and say, yeah, I fucking did it. Did it. I did it, champ. I'm a fucking champ. 15 rounds of podcasting coming up next. As I told you, later on in the show, Danny Green from the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors are really real. The Toronto Raptors beat the shit out of Los Angeles Clippers the other night, on the road in L.A. Then they went up to Oracle and fucking beat the Golden State Warriors by 20-something points easily. Easily. Now, the Warriors usually fall behind in games. That's just their tendency. Even when they're in control of games, sometimes they fall behind. They fell behind early, and they had the whole crew. Now, if you listen to... The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast in prime time, premium. You will know that the other day uh, I ran into Kawhi Leonard, okay, on the way to meet Danny Green. I met the entire Toronto Raptors team. Now, by the way, if you don't listen to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast in prime time, if you are not a premium subscriber, if you do not have the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast app. Why? I think we dropped our best premium episode ever Wednesday in prime time. Um, And I'm not going to rehash it because that's what you get if you're in prime time. That's what the fuck you get if you're an I Am Rap. You get emergency episodes. You get emergency videos. You get emergency short films. And you get prime time podcasting. Um, But Kevin Durant said after the game, uh, you know, they asked him. Are the Toronto Raptors real? Or the Toronto? He said they're 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 real. 
And they beat the shit out of the Warriors without Kawhi Leonard. They fucking kicked their ass. Yes, it means nothing. Yes, it's just one regular season game, but beating the Warriors is better than getting beat by the Warriors, and they are a real significant force in the East. And right now, the way the other teams are playing, the Celtics and the 76ers, the Raptors are the team to beat. Kyle Lowry is playing at his best. For some reason, I feel like DeMar DeRozan, who's his good friend, who he's very upset about uh, leaving, him leaving has, has made him focus more. Um, and he's playing his best. Uh, Pascal Siakam is going to be the uh, most improved player of the year. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard. They got a whole bunch of motherfuckers. They move the ball. They don't have one star. Even Kawhi at his best, he, he's, he's not a guy who needs to be a placated. He's not a baby. You know, he's just going to go out there and play ball and let the chips and the stats fall where they may. The Knicks have cut Ron Burgundy, Ron Baker, who I like. I saw him play a few times live in college, but they cut his ass. Listen, this is what the NBA is all about. If you're not producing, it doesn't matter what kind of hair you have, how liked you are when you get in the game. It means nothing. They cut that motherfucker. I'm sure he'll wind up on another team. But Alonzo Trier, remember the name. Alonzo Trier, T-R-I-E-R, unsigned, un-everything, nothing. He came, he earned his spot, he had to earn his way onto the team. And he signed a two-year contract that is giving him more money than a lot of the rookies that were actually drafted and actually signed. Now, I think that the NBA should take suit. I think these fucking rookies, some of these guys, yo, we give you a little something, something, and you got to play your way onto the team, and we don't have to do a long-term commitment with you. You ain't shit. We cut you. You know if a player's going to uh, wind up being a good NBA player. These coaches, they know. They know. that the, the training staff, they know. They can tell after seeing you play 10, 15, 20 games what a player is is going to look like in the future. Obviously, there's there's people that are surprised. Uh, there's people that improve. There's enigmas. But in, in general, high-end NBA coaches, they can tell. They can tell when, when a guy gets out there. And I think they should start doing more of this. Make these fucking young rookies. I don't care how many Instagram followers you have. Make them play their way onto the teams. Make them play their way to get those contracts. This kid, Alonzo Tree, he's out there busting dudes' ass. He wasn't he was not signed. Now he signed a two-year deal that got him good money, a lot, a lot better money than a lot of rookies uh, who were who were like top 10, top 20 draft picks. So good for Alonzo Tree of the New York Knicks. Of course, it doesn't help the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are in. Man, it is painful to watch. I, it's painful to watch, but we, we, we knew that it was going to be this and that we don't have any players. Our best player, Porzingis, isn't there, uh, but it, I, it's, it's hard to watch. We, we lost to the Cleveland fucking Cavaliers in Cleveland the other day. And I, I don't know why I still don't like the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I don't like them. Even, even like, like beating them while they're down. They've won like six games. Fuck them. Fuck them. The place still stinks of LeBron James. I don't like him. Derek Fisher is uh, now the coach of the Los Angeles Sparks. 
He is the coach of the WNBA Los Angeles Lakers female team, the Los Angeles Sparks, and also apparently a loan shark. Uh, when Matt Barnes, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, uh, kicked Derek Fisher's ass, um, I don't think he did a good enough job. I don't think he would have imagined that this guy would be such a fucking asshole and such a fucking creep. Derek Fisher, who obviously was a good player, champion, all that bullshit, who, yo, for, yo, I, I've never really spoken on this. Yo, if you play in the NBA and you're a teammate with somebody, you don't need to be fucking with somebody else's chick, ex-chick, any of that shit. So the fact that he was ever fucking with his ex-teammate, Matt Fisher's ex-wife, you're on some true blue, full Monty, sucker-ass shit. Okay? Then you coached the Knicks, and it was alleged, and you could look it up your fucking self. I don't know how they swept this under the rug, but when Derek Fisher was fired from the Knicks, look it up. I don't know how it turned, didn't turn into a big thing, but one of the things, aside the fact that he was not a good coach, and he, you know, unless obviously that was a shit situation for any coach, um, but one of the things that came out when he did get fired by the New York Knicks is that apparently, allegedly, he was trying to go at, he was soliciting, he was approaching, he was speaking to his players' girls. Imagine the coach of the team is trying to get ass from his players' chicks. That's the kind of motherfucker Derek Fisher is. Look it up. Look that shit up. And now this motherfucker has, has joined some luxury asset capital investment firm, some sort of uh, alternative financing vehicle that will lend basketball players, lend athletes money using their property their professional sports contracts and professional sports pension as collateral. So this fucking guy, Derek Fisher, is banking on players fucking up their money. Now, some would say, well, that's that's a good idea. That's a good idea if you're just a banker and, and you're just a venture capitalist. It's not a good idea for some for a former player to sort of prey on the deficiencies and the inadequacies of players financially. Do something to build them up. Don't do something to kick them, take their money, and fucking just hit them when they're down. Fucking Derek Fisher. I am Rappaport Podcast. Kanye West had another fucking meltdown on social media. And this guy doesn't have any fucking pride, man. Fucking kooky Kanye West. He, he, he had another meltdown on Twitter. Uh, apparently, uh, he was saying uh, that... First of all, he demanded a, 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 an apology from Drake. He said Drake was saying subliminal shit. And the song Kiki, uh, Kiki, you know, the In My Feelings song was about Kim Kardashian and blah, 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 blah. So this fucking guy goes on Twitter, Kanye West, and demands that Drake apologizes to him. He actually said, you stay too close to playing all these industry games, bro. Sending purple emojis when I'm dealing with mental shit. I need my apologies now. Duke, 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 Duke. Yo, yo, yo. If you're dealing with all this mental shit, get the fuck off Twitter. Number one. If, if, if you got all these problems you keep bringing to the forefront, you keep sort of using 
as part of your story. It's like you're exploiting your own mental struggles to sort of make you uh, uh, like make, you're you're like writing your own narrative. If you're if you're all fucked up, go to a rehab. Get in a rubber room. Where's the album, Duke? You said you were going to drop an album three months ago. Where's the fucking record at, Duke? And then you're going on Twitter demanding an apology from Drake. If I was Drake, I'd be like, yo, Duke. Duke, fuck all that. I'm not apologizing. Don't tweet my name. Keep my fucking name out of your mouth. But apparently Drake, who they probably like, yo, this guy's nuts. Like, oh, yeah, we like him. He was big influence to us. He's nuts. Let's call him because he's out of his fucking tree again. Uh, Because then... uh, Kanye West tweeted that Drake called. Drake called me. It's all good. It ain't all good, homie. Kim, get your man. Your man is fucking batshit crazy. Again, 2018, your man has been batshit crazy the entire year. Hold your head, Duke. Speaking of music, um, so the other day on the primetime I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, which you can only get if you have the I Am Rappaport Stereo app, I broke down how uh, I found out that James Corden and Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, James Corden, the Late Late Show, um, they uh, did a, a, a remix of the Christmas song "Little Drummer Boy." Da 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 da. da me and my drum. They changed the lyrics to "Rapapaport." Anyway, I found out about it. I broke it down in great detail. <laughs> Um, the other day, we're not going to break it down again, but I will say this about that. First of all, Miles Jordan, play play a little clip from the the song that is now actually on the Billboard charts. Come, they told me, Michael a newborn king to see, our finest gifts we bring, Michael Rappaport, Rappaport, Rappaport. They told me, Michael Rappaport, a newborn king to see, Michael Rappaport. Our finest gifts we bring, Michael Rappaport. So now this song is apparently on the Billboard charts. Um, They're calling it the Christmas classic of 2018. Um, And I just want to say that I have gotten that saying to me two times since it debuted on the Billboard charts. Uh, I had a person pull up to me uh, in my car while I was at a red light, say it to me, and then the person who served me my cough me, the barista at Starbucks, said, Rap-a-pap-port, uh, uh, the way they did it. I'll play a little bit more of that, Miles Jordan. Every child must be made aware. Every child must be made to care. Um, 
trust me, I had no idea this was happening. Um, I didn't know what the fuck was going on when I heard it. Uh, but we are now on the Billboard charts, okay? So that's what's going on uh, holiday season. I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast musically on the music division of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I Am Rapport Podcast. It's here, the guys. It's fucking here. The fantasy football playoffs are now. They are right now. They're going on. We made an executive decision last night. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Fantasy Football Think Tank. Of course, I am the senior fantasy football analyst, um, but the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Think Tank is, of course, uh, Jordan Winter and Miles Davis, the aka the Dust Brothers. We even called in Tommy G, Tommy Guns, to run some numbers, crunch some numbers, do some fantasy football calculus. I had a fucking guy. We ran the numbers. Named Justin Jackson. Justin fucking Jackson of the San Diego Chargers started for my team. Rappaport Salite, a.k.a. That Thing's Big, uh, a.k.a. A History of Violence, a.k.a. Make It Stop, Make It Stop. Started for my team. There is no friends in fantasy football. There are no feelings in fantasy football. I didn't even know what the fuck Justin Jackson looked like. Okay, but I'll tell you my reasoning for the fantasy football people that are listening out there. Uh, Aaron Jones, who's been great all season, he's playing for me in my money league. Uh, my money league, I'm playing Ja Rule. That's right, it's murder. Ja Rule from the you know music. Ja Rule, rapper Ja Rule. Uh, he he's in the in in the semifinals of my my league. I'm playing Aaron Jones in that league, but in my Stern Show league, um, Aaron Jones, I had an opportunity to play him. Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers is playing against Chicago. Chicago's got a tough D. Khalil Mack, you know the deal. Had to make that executive decision. Well, you say, well, Aaron Jones has been great all season. Aaron Jones has been... I don't give a fuck if it's Aaron Jones, Aaron Rappaport. I don't care who it is. There are no feelings in fantasy football. When you are setting your lineup this week, do not catch feelings. There's no sentimentality. You're not in a relationship with any of these fucking players. And again, like I said on Tuesday, hit me up, hit me in the DMs, but do not hit me up. Do not hit me in the DMs the day of the game. A bunch of you have been hitting me up, trying to do and give the best information I can. But if you hit me up an hour before the game, you're getting igged. You know what getting igged means? Ig fucking Nord. This ain't your high school midterm that you're cramming for. It's fantasy football. If you don't set your lineup at least the night before and make those executive decisions. I get it. The day of, you know, there's weather and all that stuff. But if you're figuring the whole thing out at the end of the day, you ain't really about this life. You're not in it to win it. You fell into your semifinals. You don't deserve to win, you fuck you. Don't waste my fucking time. So we've talked a lot about this. <laughs> I love those, those, <laughs> those segues. From don't waste my fucking time to... So we've talked a lot about this. Uh, those are always uh, fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, this has been brewing and, and it's getting real. So the the terms, usage of certain uh, um, pronouns, he, she, in Tasmania, in Australia, uh, they are trying to seriously pass... Making using the term he or she illegal. 
um, and that failing to use transgender terms could land Australians in court under proposed laws. I am all for everybody getting the rights and to be treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve. But how are you going to try to change the English language? How does that work? My dog, Wheezy, is a boy. He shat on your lawn. He took a shit on the lawn. I picked up his shit. Well, that's the way the English language works, correct? Uh, that, that guy sitting next to me on the train uh, farted. That motherfucking dude smells like shit. That's the way the English language works. Now, if, if you're a transgender man, a transgender woman, why, why doesn't the same thing apply? Who are making up these, these laws and these rules? What, what, what are we supposed to refer to uh, transgender people as? I, I don't give a fuck what you, what you do, what you are, what your sex is, what your sex was. I don't give a fuck. But I give a fuck about this like it's supposed to just be some extra, extra, extra level of like thinking. And like if you want to be treated with the same respect, if you want to be treated like everybody else, why can't those same rules apply that have been used for everybody else for hundreds and hundreds of years? I'm not even going to go into I didn't even look up into what they're suggesting the language is. But if he shat on your lawn, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm going to pick his shit up with this here shit bag. That's, that's the way you speak. I have a hard enough time speaking the English language as is. This is craziness. Uh, I'll tell you one person who has a really tough time speaking the English language is uh, Melania Trump. She did an, uh, an interview uh, yesterday with uh, Sean Hannity. That motherfucking bozo, Sean Hannity. I, I got to come up with a nickname for him. Um, and and uh, speaking of not being able to uh, articulate the English language, get a load of this fucking broad. I think my husband, he's doing an incredible job. The country does best ever. So, yes, I, I think uh, I want that the country continue to do well. Listen, sweetheart, the country doesn't does do best ever. This is basic English. You're supposed to be the first... Oh, the first lady, the first woman, I don't know what the fuck you are. You got to get this basic shit down. You should be going to night school or something. Get a fucking tutor or something like this. You, you, you can't be up there with your husband who hates, shits on everything that has to do with immigration, immigrants, and people coming into the country, and you can't even speak basic bare-bone motherfucking English. She also said that she thinks that journalists and comedians are trying to get ahead by using the Trump name. Of course we are. It's like the fucking lowest hanging fruit. He makes it easy. He makes it fucking easy. He is an inspiration. And so are you, sugar tits. So are you. You're an inspiration too. You guys are so narcissistic. You have so much self-importance. Of course motherfuckers are going to get on your ass talk shit, and further their careers off you motherfuckers. You're making non-funny people funny. You're literally making non-funny people funny. 
There's comedians. I'm not going to shit on any of the. There's comedians that are writing, making money, have straight up TV shows, Netflix specials, Netflix shows, riding off the coattails. Are you money, money making Melania Trump and your husband Dick Stain Donald Trump? People are getting ahead. Of course, motherfuckers are getting ahead off you bozo jacks. I am Rappaport Podcast. You know, I didn't talk about this the other day when it happened, but Kevin Hart, everybody's heard this. Kevin Hart was set to host the Oscars, which is obviously a coveted job. Even if the Oscars are corny, as a comedian, as a performer, as an entertainer, as an entertainer, being the host of the Oscars is a cool job to have. They say it's the hardest job in show, but whatever. It's a dope, it's a dope, it's like playing the Super Bowl halftime. As a comedian, it's a dope job to get. You can say whatever you want about it. And whether or not you actually watch the Oscars, the Oscars are corny and all that stuff. Um, and then they found some tweets that were questionable where he was talking about whether or not, uh, I, I don't know, it was it, calling them homophobic tweets from 2010, 2011. Kevin Hart had already acknowledged these tweets and his language that he used in the tweets before this whole Oscar thing came up. Well, lo and behold, he gets the job on like a Thursday. Uh, by Saturday morning, Kevin Hart pulls out of the Oscars. He did it in a very classy way. I understand it. He's like, yo, I, I, I don't want, I don't want those, these problems. I don't want to be protested. I don't want to take away from the show. He, he, he thought it through. Um, a lot of people have spoken on his behalf, telling people to suck his dick and all that stuff. Like, yo, fuck that. You shouldn't have withdrawn, Kevin. He knows what he's doing. He, he's a smart businessman. Um, Jerry Seinfeld um, also had Kevin Hart's back, and, and he said, uh, you know, I, I think it's a loss to the Academy Awards. Right now, they don't have a host. They literally don't have a host, and you can't, I don't know what they're going to do. You want a comedian to host the award show. There is not a comedian out there that who's interested in hosting the Academy Awards who, who hasn't made quote-unquote offensive or quote-unquote off-color jokes. That's what comedians are there to do. Now, we're all spooked out about it. Everybody's spooked out about, you know, losing a job, fucking up their career. I'm spooked out about it. I started doing stand-up comedy. You got to, like, think twice. And, and, you know, one of the problems with thinking twice, being a comedian, is that you're not supposed to think twice. You're supposed to just talk your shit. Do your thing, let your riffs riff, and let the chips fall where you may. You can't do that now because the next thing you know, you could wind up in fucking, you know, Twitter jail. It's not even if you do anything anymore. If you say something, you could fuck your whole thing up. And the crazy thing is, is that, yes, you know, uh, you got to be conscious about certain people, but the homosexual community, the LGBTQ community that I know, are some of the funniest, shit-talking, darkest, humored motherfuckers you'll ever come across. You know, I, I didn't hear any of them from the LGBTQ community saying they didn't want Kevin Hart. And if they did, why don't we check those people's uh, track record out, things they've said. It's just words. It's just jokes. I, I don't know where this is going. I, I don't know where this shit is going. Um, YouTube pulled down 58 million videos that they deemed offensive. Now listen, 
Some of that YouTube shit is fucked up. Some of that shit is inciting. Some of that shit is uh, racially uh, uh, provocative. Some of it is, you know, calling for war and all kind of crazy shit. But like I said on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, and, I, and no bullshit, people have asked me about this every day. I was getting a uh, fried chicken sandwich today for lunch, and somebody said, are you fucking serious about your cat video? I wanted to watch that cat video the other day. They pulled it down. Yeah, they pulled down my fucking cat video. I mean, this is this is where we're going. And, and this is why I can see, like, you know, Going into, uh, uh, you know, where you, you have the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast app, where if you have a following and you have people that want to check for you, you know, like, so you can't be censored, especially over stupid things like cat videos, where you're talking shit to a cat and then Instagram says that's shaming, cat shaming. This is insane. This is, this is crazy where we're at. Like, I don't know what's going to be the tipping point or how it's going to end. This is in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. People talk shit. Dark humor is the funniest kind of humor historically. Even in Adam Sandler movies, it doesn't matter what it is. So I just don't know how this is going to end or, or what the fucking, what the end game of it is all now is. I wish Kevin Hart would have stayed in the pocket. I understand. I wish you would have been like, suck my fucking dick. All you people that are complaining that I'm hosting the Oscars, let's run your paperwork, let's run your files, and see the things you said. All right. It's time for the sick fucks of the week. Yes, this is the sick fuck of the week theme song. The sick fuck of the week is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. Now... This is a podcast. This is not a visual medium. Um, it's an audio medium. Sometimes we do visual presentations. But on a train in New York City on the way to Brooklyn, a sick fuck of the week just started screaming, yelling, and attacking Asian passengers on the plane. I'm going to play some audio of this sick fuck of the week. She's just uh, sitting there. Uh, and then she starts screaming and yelling. Uh, you could listen to a little video. I think it speaks for itself. Fuck off! Fuck off! Don't fucking touch me! Don't fucking touch me! You come touch me, I will punch you right back. I don't care who the fuck you are. Yo, lady, just just chill out, please. Please put that villain down. Lady, what's what's your problem? Just, just... Yo, it's too early for this shit. She's not even fighting you back, bitch. There you have it. There's a woman who looks normal. Usually sick fucks of the week look normal. Uh, this woman doesn't actually look like a sick fuck of the week. Um, she's not the stereotypical sick fuck of the week. Yet she was uh, behaving like a sick fuck of the week. Anyway, the citizens, the passengers on the train made a citizen arrest. And this sick fuck of the week was arrested and apprehended. Good work, New York City. Way to stop a sick fuck of the week in broad daylight. Imagine you're on the fucking train in the middle of the morning, rush hour, with your coffee, your coffee cake, you're listening to your music, you're getting ready for your day, and this woman just starts screaming at you, fuck off, fuck off. No, you fuck off, okay? 
or I'm going to splash you with my fucking coffee and rub my coffee cake in your face. Nutcase you. Good fucking work, people of New York City. On a Southwest Airlines flight traveling from Seattle to Dallas, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. This is where all the crazy shit happens. And this was not a fight. This was not a beef between passengers and flight attendants. I don't know who is responsible for doing this, but I guarantee you they lost their job. Um, A human heart... That's right, a human heart that was being used for a heart transplant was left aboard a Southwest Airlines flight. The person who was delivering the human heart to bring it to the hospital in Dallas, that person left a pumping, functional human heart that was being used to save somebody's life on the fucking plane in the cargo. You you had one job to get the human heart from one place to another, bring it to the hospital so it could be used to save someone's life. You dumb, dumb fuck you. And you didn't do that. You didn't do that. More information is going to come out about this sick fuck. But I guarantee you they are now on the unemployment line. Fortunately, the flight, the Southwest Airlines flight, was rerouted, and the heart did, in fact, make it to the hospital. And apparently, the heart is in someone's body. That's a good fucking story to tell. That's true, that's real, that's factual. Now, as we said the other day, the 2018 Sick Fuck of the Year will be announced. We are going to do the Sweet 16, the 16 Sickest Fucks of 2018. Then we'll do the Sickest Sixth. And then we'll pick the coveted prize. Um, I have so many submissions that we haven't even dealt with yet. Uh, And I have to give a shout out again to the Sick Fuck Whisperer and the fans of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast because I I literally have about 30 that we haven't even uh, brought to the table. But late submissions, late submissions, send them in. If you have late submissions, if you think somebody... Is uh should be given that shine, given that sick fuck love. Send them in. We will be dealing with this and taking all submissions very seriously until the wheels fall off. And then, of course, we'll be we will be announcing the sickest fuck of 2018, but not until we get into the bracket rounds. You have to make it through the bracket rounds to win the sickest fuck of 2018. Um, this could be me. This is scary. This could be me. Okay, now I, I'm going to be honest, I have been picking up my dog shit a lot more um, because I know my neighbors and I just, you know, I, I don't believe in, in staying the same. I, I don't believe in that. I, I believe in growing. My wife doesn't like when I don't pick up the dog shit. My neighbors don't like when I don't pick up the dog shit. So I try to do my best to pick up the dog shit. But one thing no one can do is pick up dog piss in Fresno, Fresno, California, A man is facing charges of animal cruelty after he allegedly killed a neighbor's dog for pissing on his lawn. Pissing on his lawn. He became so angry that he pulled out an AK-47 and and an AR-15. This is real. And shot the guy's dog in front of the guy. Locked this motherfucker up. Animal cruelty. 
This piece of shit shouldn't be on the streets. First of all, you shouldn't have an AK-47 and an AR-15, you sick fuck you. Modesto Ramos, a 23-year-old guy from Fresno, California, Modesto Ramos. Doesn't look like, he looks like he should be in Menudo, this guy. Good looking kid, nice set of hair. Lock him up. And it shouldn't just be for animal cruelty. If you could pull out an AK-47 and shoot a a person's dog, you could pull out an AK-47 and shoot a person. And finally, with this uh, sick fuck, in Miami, Florida, you know Uber Eats? You know Uber Eats? You, 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 You call Uber and you order like a cheeseburger from the local cheeseburger place. You order like, I don't know, Thai food, whatever you're into. Uh, uh, a man ordered uh, some some Uber Eats uh, the other day down in uh, Florida, a Japanese restaurant, and he got his food along with a pair of shitted-in underwear. The news reported it as soiled underpants. I call it shitted-in underpants. Imagine your food comes, you get your tuna roll, you get your California roll, and you get your spicy tempura roll, And all that comes with a pair of underwear that have human shit in them. Um, I don't know who did this. I don't know how this happened. But the person is still being looked for. And this is everything that the Sick Fuck of the Week award is about. This is the kind of behavior that brings you to the top of the charts of the Sick Fuck of the Week award. Okay? Listen, that's it. That's it, okay? Coming up next on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, low-key shit talker. Danny Green, world champion with the San Antonio Spurs. Remember, he was on that Spurs team that dismantled, that dismantled the Miami Heat, and he will forever have a place in my heart just for that alone. He's from Long Island, New York. My mother's from Long Island, New York. Natalie Portman, Eddie Murphy, Dr. J, and the great Lyle Alzado are also from the, uh, Long Island, New York. That has nothing to do with why we have him on the podcast. This is a good dude, funny dude, shit-talking dude. We're going to talk to him. He obviously played at North Carolina. We're going to talk to him about what he thinks of the Duke basketball team. If that Duke basketball team or any college basketball team could even compete against an NBA team, talk to him what it's like playing for the Toronto Raptors, does he miss Greg Popovich, and so much more. Danny Green from the number one team in the NBA right now is coming up on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. By the way, the young shooter, Dean Collins, shot the interview, and trouble ensued, of course, when he's around. Are we rolling? Cause, Cause, he told me, say, give me a half hour. Cause I got, you got to take a nappy poo, right? Is that yeah, what you tell man. me? To, yeah, it's necessary. You, you told me that. It's you said, you said, I can only give you a half hour, <laughs> and I quote, because I got to take a nappy poo. Those exact words. Because right. <laughs> that's how old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. You got to take fucking nappy poos. We're in Beverly Hills. You don't want to go shopping like sightseeing. I wish, man. If I was Na- here longer, I would. Nappy poo. Got to take care of business, nappy man. The body. Poo. That's all right. That's all right, Danny. Because you got your own podcast now. I do. I the do. green room, the green room inside the green room, inside yeah. the green room. Yeah, and I'll make sure when I come on there, I'll it'll be on nappy poo day for me, <laughs> and I give you a half an hour on the green room. Take as long as you need for your naps, man. All right, <laughs> all right. So how how are you, my friend? I'm great, man. Are you? Strong Island's in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so you now play for the Toronto Raptors. I do. 
currently, yes. You, you got out of there in the nick of time, San Antonio, huh? Uh, it seems who would have who would have saw that coming? Yeah, it seems as if some bad things. Well, not I'm gonna say injury wise, they've had some. I mean, last year too. Um, seems like they're getting a little bad juju there with the injuries. A lot of guys have been out. Uh, Dejounte went out. The young kid went out. Lonnie Walker went out. Um, Pau Gasol was out for a little bit. Rudy was in and out. They had a lot of guys with bumps and bruises, and it's been a tough year for them. Um, despite the fact that all the change is happening, so. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough for them. You know, I feel for them. Regardless, they're still family. Right. And uh, I still watch and support as much as I can. So Of course. Yeah. Give me your insight to this. When 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 they say things like, oh, I mean, this is all hearsay. Like of I, I, we talked about this a little bit the last time when you were on the podcast. Like how you guys are literally in a 24-7, 365 reality show bubble. Like yeah, <laughs> it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. But but you hear media saying, "Oh, it looks like they quit on Popovich." And uh-huh. just, you know, listen, you're not on that team. Mm-hmm. But but is that even possible? Like I want to talk to you about the Raptors. But it's like, what do you make of that? Could could a team quit on Popovich? No, no, I, that's not possible at all. And I, even if like say you know how people say some teams are tanking, or you know some guys are not really playing hard. I. I don't believe in it at all because everybody's out there. They still want to, they represent themselves. They're still trying to build a brand. Regardless who's on that floor, they're playing hard. They're trying to win. They're trying to compete. Everybody's trying to earn the next contract. Everybody, even if it's not for the coach, they're trying to do it for themselves. But even with Pop, I said, there's no way in hell that, you know, any team or any, you know, person or player is going to quit on that man. Um, right. And he's not going to allow it. The organization, the other assistant coaches aren't allowed it. The organization's not going to allow it. Um, they just have a very high standard. There's no such thing, I think, as quitting, especially in that side of or that atmosphere. I agree. Now, uh, I told you when I was in the uh, lobby of this hotel, I saw Kawhi Leonard. For the and, first and time, it's like a- <laughs> that's the first time I ever saw him. Oh, okay. And we chatted for a minute. I told him I- I'm a, a New Balance person. He's okay. a New Balance person. Okay. I said he didn't get the joke, but I said Kawhi. <laughs> It's you and old Jews that wear New Balance, okay? Because that, that's who, the only people. Yeah. You're, you're from Long Island. You I, know this yeah. is the shoe of, of the, the Jewish man. For but sure. I think Kawhi Leonard could make it hip, make it cool. And I had more. I heard more words from Kawhi Leonard in my two-minute exchange than I think his entire career. For sure. I mean, because, you know, the media, everybody said it's hard to see. In the summertime, you never see him. So it's like seeing him for the first time is like seeing a ghost because you can't find him in the summertime. But during the year, the media talks to him now. He talks a little more. But, you know, if he's talking one-on-one outside of the cameras, he'll, he'll converse with you. So, uh, you know, New Balance, I said he's, they're making a comeback. Um, obviously, you know, the oldest back in the day, they were a big, you know, big deal. Yes. Um, just like Puma, you know. So everybody. You're rocking Puma uh, I'm now, Puma, right? I'm with Puma now. So uh, we're, make, we're making comebacks, man. And, you know, they were hit back then. All the old school people know about it. And now, you know, they have a good wave movement. Um, I think New Balance, I said, is, is trying to make their movement. But. Puma, you know they're they're on, man. We're we're doing some big things. These, these are these. So these, these are the like, these, so, are, these are not the ones I play in, but these are right. just walking around shoes. But I do have Pumas that I play in. Are you happy with the Pumas? I am. They're very comfortable. Um, you know they they're shoes that you can wear off the court and on the court, so they're adaptable. But they, they they're comfortable and they have different colorways that a lot of people are. You know, everybody keeps hitting me up and asking about them. Like, I need those. I need those colors. Um, they're cut a little big, so people don't understand what their real size are. But you know they're um you know they're good. They're and they very, have some rapper dude supporting them. What's the guy's name? Um. Uh, Jay, we have a couple rappers, but no, but the big guy, Jay Z, Jay Z, Jay Z, that guy, who's Jay-Z. that guy? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so are like you are president? You, are you a sneakerhead? I'm not a big sneaker sneakerhead. No, um, I do not collect, but there are some sneakers and some shoes that I'm like, you know, if I really love them, I'll get them. Or some that I, what I grew up on that I like, oh, I have to have those. Or I have to get those. Um, only certain types. Um, but I do not collect sneakers. I'm not a big sneakerhead, and most I'm not of either. fact. I try to get rid of as much clothes every summer as, as I possibly can to keep my closet, you know, less, you know, crowded, cluttered. 
Um, all right. Now, you're a basketball uh, fan. You uh, went to North Carolina. I did. Duke, <laughs> what do you make of this this team? Man, they've been getting some good recruits, man. The last couple of years, I'm not happy about it. Um, but, you know, they made some adjustments. They're doing some good recruiting. We, we have to get back on board and doing that. But this team is a very, you know, professional makeup. I'm not saying that they disrespect the league in any way. None of those guys, none of that team can beat any NBA team, regardless of how bad the NBA team be is. Be clear on that. Be very clear. There's no college team that can beat any NBA, NBA team. Period. Period. But um, Like, have, you guys would bust their asses. Of course. Even, so By, even like, the worst, 70? The worst of the worst NBA teams. Well, what's, what's, what team is the worst record? Le- is it my um, Knicks? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't my, tell you. There's a couple people at the bottom. You know who's got the worst. There's, you know, the Cleveland Knicks, was, Cleveland was down there. Phoenix was down there. There was a couple teams that were down there. But like, it's, it's, it's changed. So many, Tristan two or three Thompson games. would go 50 and 50 versus, like, he'd score 50. Probably. Like, he'd never yeah. score 50 Cleveland in his definitely, life. Cleveland would definitely said beat them pretty easily. Like, you can't disrespect any NBA or professional team. Isn't they that are talented. Abs- don't get me wrong. Duke is very talented. We know they're good. talented, but it's an absurd conversation. It is. It is. But the kid, Zion Williamson, is very explosive. He's good. You know, RJ Barrett's Canadian kid. He's, he's very good. They have a lot of good kids on their team that will be pros and probably will have a good professional careers. But you cannot say, you know, a college team can beat an NBA team. That's just not, that's just very disrespectful to the NBA. In I general. agree. Do you, do you think there's a chance that those three guys, I'm not, I'm not texting while I'm talking to yeah, Broadway no, Danny no, Green. No, good, I'm man. looking at my questions here. The notes, man. You got I'm the not, notes. I know, but I'm not texting them. Do you think there's a chance that Zion, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish could be one, two, and three? Definitely a possibility. Um, definitely I mean, that's never happened before, right? I don't think so. Um, but it is a possibility. Um, will it happen? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of other guys in the college game that are very good and make a name for themselves. So somebody will jump up in there and grab, you know, at least a, you know, two or three spots, one of those spots. But um, it's very possible. They, they're doing well. Um, they did lose to Gonzaga, but um, I don't see him many of the teams that can beat them. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's a, obviously the rivalry games, Carolina. You know, you right. never know what could happen in those games. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> my team, I think we're the only ones that could probably get them out there. You're still like, like North Carolina to, blood man. is in you. Got to. I believe that, that blue. Yeah. Um, Toronto, the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. You guys now are, you have the best record in the NBA. As of right now, yeah. We As of to, right now, I know it's our, early. We got to get our shit together, but yeah. You, so when you say you got to get your shit together, yeah. um, uh, with your team, like what are the, strengths of your team that you like as a veteran guy who's 31 Mm -hmm. you're 31 yes 30 fucking one (laughs) and a veteran yes 31 31 (laughs) years old you're 31 years old and you 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 understand chemistry you understand uh uh, talent uh what are the strengths of this team and and then what did you mean by gotta get your shit together what are the Um, things you need to improve on be more consistent we, we are i think we're very deep we have a great bench we have a great um number of lineups we can use. We can go big, small, medium, switch down the line. So much talent. And I think we won so many games just because we're so talented. We got to find a way to be mature, professional, and be able to keep leads, close out games, uh, execute down the stretch in games because we lost a lot of games at the end, you know, by, you know, one in three points. Um, but um, I think we just got a little kind of, you know, comfortable, I would say. Um, can't be satisfied. We, you know, we got to get greedy. But I think our best is when we're, you know, we're pushing the pace. We're running up and down the floor. Our half-cut offense and defense, well, our half-cut defense, I think our defense is decent. It's uh-huh. pretty good right now. Communication, we have to do better rebounding. But our half-cut offense has to get a little better because, um, we said, I think our strength is pushing the pace and getting uh, easy, you know, open threes and tempo um, finishes at the rim. But, um, you know, we have a lot of the pieces. We just have to put it together and, you know, mature. You know, I like the fact that we have a mix of some veterans and some young guys, which is great.
And our veterans aren't too old, so. No, your veterans aren't too old. You're, yeah. you're 31. I mean, you're almost too old, Danny, but, but you're, you're still still good. Pascal Siakam, yes. who's a friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Yeah, most improved. He's definitely, yeah, he's great, man. He's been good for it. He's amazing. Um, like some guys have had some struggles. This is life of, you know, the league up and down. But we're finding our rhythm. We're just got to find it back and keep it, you know, keep it going. So, But keep him, him aggressive, you know, keeping Kyle aggressive. That, that'll change the dynamic and the perspective of our team. And Kyle Lowry is one of my favorite players. Yeah. You know, he's he's, oh, he's uh, a bull, man. He's tough. He's from Philly. Yes. You know, he's undersized. I just like his tenacity. You know, he's had like, he's been through, a, in a way, he's been through a lot with the for, Raptors. For sure. He's but been I feel like he's seven years or so, maybe? Seven years. Like now he's a vet, like a true blue vet. Yeah. Got 13 years in the league. Yeah. So yeah. Has he been 13 years? Yeah. This is year 13 for him. How many years have you been in the league? This is year 10 for me. Yeah, wow. it goes by fast. It goes by fast. But yes, he is. He's very competitive. He has. He's. He's got a little grit to him. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's a bully. Uh, he fights, man. He backing down from nobody. He's one of our best post defenders, um, I think, in the league. And he doesn't care who's posting him up, whether it's Brook Lopez or Dwight Howard or you know a point guard. He's not letting anybody get any space. He's scrappy, so, yeah, right? He's real scrappy. Philadelphia man, for sure. Um, now Drake. Yeah. He's at the games all the time. Yeah, he's had a good amount of them. Yeah. And he's there, and he he's he's hobnobbing with Kevin Durant. Uh, he likes to talk a little trash. He talks trash to him during the games. He likes now, to did you have him talk trash to you when you played with the Spurs? You a little remember? bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Now, w- what do you make of this? Because to me, he's pouring lighter fluid on it. Uh, maybe, depending on who it is. Um, I think for the most part, it's all fun. You know, and- I, I don't think it's fun. <laughs> now, I, me personally... I don't find it fun. I'm if, like, if we're losing, it's not fun. Or if the other guy that he's pissing off is killing us, it's probably not fun. But uh, for the most part, you know, I think the game is missing that a little bit. So um, I agree. You know, back to old school days, everybody's nice. Nobody wants to, you know, poke the. Everybody's scared to get anybody angry. Um, mind you, you said he's on the sidelines, so it's a little different. But um, you know, it's all said. I like to see, you know, guys, especially he knows those guys off the court. You know, talk a little. Sh- trash to them you know while they're playing hopefully getting their heads but you know sometimes it doesn't work and you know sometimes it might now uh the other day mm-hmm. uh Dwayne Wade played his last game man he, with, he should have he has at least another year or two left man the way he's been playing he gave us 35 uh, when we played them I agree but, but uh he, he's he's been, he's been amazing you know he's a legend uh been an honor to play against that guy in the finals especially you know share the court with him um you know actually you know talk to him a little bit uh, Hear some of the things he has to say. It would have been amazing to be able to play with him. I never got a chance to actually play with him and get some advice from him. But you know, just from afar and seeing his relationship with everybody and how he handles himself as a professional, um, you know, he he's said he's a great, a legend on and off the court. When people uh, ask you, you know, when you're 81, when you're Grandpa Danny, when you're Great Grandpa Danny, mm-hmm. why was Dwayne Wade so great? Oh, man. What do you say about his game? Because his game is like, it's evolved so much. It has. And he's um, such a unique player. He was so, he's still explosive athletic, but back then, so explosive. His strides were amazing. Uh, he's one of the best, nobody knows this, one of the best, you know, shot blocking guards in the history of the game. So people, you know, forget how well he plays defense. He was a great defender, blocked a lot of shots, athletic, explosive. And he's one of the guys, obviously besides Manu, that, you know, mastered the Euro step. He would Euro step and get to the rim, you know, ridiculously. Now he's... You know, more of a shooter got his, you know, pull-up game down and shooting some threes now, and it evolved a little bit. And his pump fake has worked for, you know, 16 years. Everybody still falls for it. So he's so crafty, man, and good at what he does. That it's, he's just, you know, all around great. Now, I, I said 
when LeBron uh, and D-Wade, he played his last game in L.A., they're making a big deal about their friendship yeah. and all that bullshit. Now, me personally, Danny, mm. I'm like, this friendship <laughs> is what caused the big three, obviously with Chris Bosh, um, and that I feel like the NBA... Changing? Has, yeah. In Maybe my opinion, so. like, I, like, I don't want to celebrate this fucking friendship as far as a basketball fan. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. Do you know old what school, I'm saying? You're an old school guy, you know, but it's happened in different ways in the past where there's, you know, good players on the same team, uh, not so much joining up. And it did change the league a little bit, but, you know, it might be for the better. You never know. But either way, they're friends off the court, but on the court, you can tell they compete and they're going at each other. Um, it was fun to see, fun to watch some of the highlights. Um, and, yeah, I'm a fan of the old school way as well, but, you know, it's a new day and age. You have to adapt and adjust, so. What, what do you think of that? What do you make of that? Like, I, I was reading something about, I, I mean, it's, it's so crazy because a lot of these guys were bringing up Pascal um, and your team is so international. You brought mm -hmm. up Manu. Uh, I mean, it's crazy just since you came into the league. And I know since I've been a fan, there's so many international players. Yes. But like Giannis, uh, uh, he was saying, like, he doesn't work out with guys. I respect it. I respect it. Um, you know, he does works that, out with his team. Does, does that, if they're around, cool. But, um, you know, I said, and there's nothing wrong with if you're a young guy trying to learn from those guys. Obviously, he's he's still a young guy, but he's more of a vet now. He's more stable. He's a great, he's pretty good. He's an MVP candidate. Um, there's still some stuff he could learn from them, but he can learn from outside resources, his coaches or guys that are retired. Um, so I'm a big fan of, you know, working out with your team, your teammates. And instead of, it, very rarely do you have other friends that play in the league or you know professional sports. So it's harder to have that, and some of these guys do. So they find it, you know, I could take advantage of it to be able to work out together. But I, I respect, you know, what he said and how he handles himself. Now Giannis is a great player. Now this is my. You're a shooter. You're yes, known sir. as a shooter. You're a knockdown shooter. Five hundred shots a day. Do we say at, in the at, summer? At least, at least. Because yeah, I, I reached out in the summer. I was like, I wanted to shoot my five hundred. <laughs> I gotta get fucking crickets. I wanted to shoot my five hundred with Danny Green. Be totally honest here. Mm -hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Antetokounmpo, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, maybe, yeah. I think I might have said it correctly. <laughs> okay. I don't know you're what close. you just said. You're very close. <laughs> I, Antem, how do you say it? Antetokounmpo. Mm, I don't know if you're saying it right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, okay, let's just say Giannis, Greek freak. We know yeah. what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Without breaking his walls, the guy's a, an incredible talent. Mm -hmm. I personally think with his arms and his hand size that me personally i think mathematically he'll never be a great shooter because of the fact that his arms which are one of the greatest sure. assets that he has for sure are so long. do you know what i'm saying yeah. like, it's like it's almost like his arm like his for this sure. part of his arm is too long it, it is kind of awkward for some people um in terms of just shooting not you know to mean that he can't Shaq be great his hands the ball is too couldn't small. shoot a free throw but you know, you know Kawhi is a pretty good shooter he has big hands long arms you know but but not like Giannis. Not like Giannis. Obviously, Giannis is different. Um, but a great shooter, he could still become a good shooter. A good it's, shooter. It's usually with your touch. I don't think it has to do with arm. Because some guys have long arms and they could shoot it pretty decently, you know. But um, he last year, he shot it pretty well. He's not taking as much as this year. But if you leave him open, you got to respect him. He hit a, you know, a three, a couple jumpers against us um, when he takes his time. So I said, there's a lot of guys in the past that had, that could shoot the ball pretty, pretty decently with long arms and big hands. But it just takes time. And, um, you know, said he knows what he's good at. He sticks to his strengths. And I'm sure in the summertime, he's working on that as well. Yeah, I mean, he definitely knows what he's good at. And, oh, I, I mean, sure. the reality is, is like, you know, people say you can't shoot Ben Simmons. And he's like, I get to the basket. I don't need to shoot. Yeah. Well, that's his, you know, that's his perspective. Talk how he shit. Wants to do it. Talk shit. You're going to be meeting them yeah, up. I, 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 Can I, that motherfucker I, shoot or not? Like, if you see him shooting around, are you like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you know, can he shoot? I'm a Giannis fan. I like a fan of Giannis, and I, I like Ben's game. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of Ben, but I like Ben. His game sometimes. He's very good, coordinated, athletic, big. Yes. Um, he's a little chippy. Obviously, he's Australian. Talks a little shit here and there. Does he talk shit? And he does talk a little shit here and there, which is cool. Uh, it's all fun and games, but you know, when we're on the court. Uh, it's competitive, and I, I, you know, he's bringing. He's probably bringing them back a little old school, which is cool for me. And it, you know, I'm all for it. I'm reading all between the lines, Danny, and I like it. I like this. See, this is last time I had Mr. Green, Broadway Danny Green. It was on the phone, and I knew there was like a little disconnect. Um, you have a podcast. Yes, sir. Um, what is your podcast? Why do you start a podcast? Basmore's got a podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like, are you guys trying to fuck with my money? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Are you man. trying to fuck with my money? Not at all. It wasn't even my idea, to be honest with man. you. You have to blame Harrison. You talked to Harrison, my yeah, co-host. Yeah, talk to Harrison. He brought it to my attention. You're trying to fuck with my money. He, he, he talked to him, man. Okay, that's him. Uh, no. Basmore, JJ. You know, I guess they're just trying to. Put, JJ's I'm just trying to plan for a career after basketball. So I'm building a resume, trying to get you know my. Hours behind the mic, behind the scene, behind reps, the camera. Get the reps. Just get the reps, man. So when it's all said and done, I'm able to try to do you know some TV stuff. You'll be fine at that. I You'll be good. So. Do you do you enjoy making podcasts? I enjoy it, man. It's fun, especially the guests that we've had on. Who been, been your, great, some of your man. guests? Um, we had Coach Nick Nurse with us. Yep. Uh, he came on. You had your coach. Yes, my head. Was coach. that weird? Uh, not so much. It was it was a little new. You know, ask. It was kind of weird asking for him to do it, but he's been cool. You know, since I've met him since we, you know, since the summer, he's been great, man. Um, we had Pascal on, Serge. Uh, we had, uh, I'm trying to think who else we had. We would had you Gio get Kawhi on? on? I would try. I mean, I don't like to ask. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, you know, that's, the, that's the worst thing about being a podcast yeah. host is the yeah. asking, like, because you feel like, yeah. but he's on your team. He is. And, and, and wouldn't you want to, like, show him, because he's obviously I, comfortable I, around you to, like, sure. show a little bit of his for light sure. side. Because even, like, when I was breaking his balls about the New Bounds, I saw him laughing. For and, sure. So Serge is, Serge is trying to get him on the cooking show. He's and got wait. Serge got a podcast. Serge got a cooking show. Serge's got a cooking show. It's called "Are You Hung How Hungry Are You?" It's not a podcast. Can he cook? I don't know. If what he kind of cooking show Serge Ibaka got? Serge Ibaka got. If he got, a, he can't cook. It's like a it's like a Fear Factor show. So he it's like it's oh. it's like that type of thing. So he had us eat like a pig's head, and I think he had like I ain't no problem with that. cooked worms or something. So he has like some weird stuff that guys eat, like brains, you know. Like no, 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 I ain't doing that. So yeah, so he's trying to get, you know, Kawhi said, I want guys to come on the show and, and be comfortable talking about what they want to talk about. I don't want to feel pre pressured to answer questions they want to talk about, you know. So, you know, I'll ask him when time is right, if possible, if he wants to join on. You know, if not, I said, I, I like to leave my teammates alone unless we really need them to jump on. Who would be but, uh, a, a people like as far as your podcast host now? Who would be Danny Green's uh, a top five dream guests? Um, I'm trying to, you know, we've done a lot of athletes. I want to try to see if I can get into the artists, you know? Like who? Like, uh, you know, Drake, Tory Lanez, The Weeknd. Um, okay. They're Canadian, obviously. Right. So, and then I'm, we're trying to get some hockey players, you know, Maple Leafs and uh, some, uh, some of the baseball guys on. Okay. So that, that would be great, you know, to be able to get some of those guys, learn a little more about hockey, learn more about, you know, the baseball and how it's different, you know, obviously America, Canada, but, um, you know, and, and some actors, some actors and actresses would be great too. Okay. You know, any of the Canadian actors, actresses. You got to throw your weight around, man. Like uh, actors, <laughs> like, like you, you just got to ask. You're a basketball player, man. True. Like we, we you got to get in contact with some of these guys and, you know, talk to them. It's hard to, you know, get in contact with their people. And when you actually meet them, they see the set. It's actually a nice set. It's real chill. It's you guys shoot it in Toronto. Yes. Yeah, so we have a nice little studio, Yahoo. We just partnered with Yahoo. They gave okay. us a studio. You really trying really to nice. fuck with my money. You <laughs> You got a set and shit. We're in a piss hole here. We I didn't set the setup. Yahoo did. They did a great job, man. And it's it's nice. It's cool little chill thing. We talk for like thirty minutes, get guys on, and then they get in and get out. It's it's fun. It's right downtown, not too far. So it's it's 
It's been great. All right. Um, Danny, so the NBA, the landscape of the NBA right now. Yeah. I'm going to throw just a few hot button topics. Mm -hmm. J.R. Smith, in my opinion, yeah. quit on the Cavaliers. I wouldn't say that. Why? Um, what happened with J.R. Smith? I don't know the background or behind the scenes. I heard a little bit about it. Um, but there's also, there's always some stuff going on that you don't hear about that going from the player's perspective or from in the locker room or behind the scenes that are going on that you, you never really get to know about. And um, I think what would be your the dynamic, insight? I think JR, things changed and then they kind of, they might have quit on him for all we know. You know, he wasn't playing as many minutes. Uh, he wasn't in the rotation. He went from starting and playing a ton of minutes to not playing at all, really playing a very few minutes. And they had, you know, short leash on him. We don't know what was going on. Maybe they're trying to groom the young guys or play the young guys, give him a chance. Um, but maybe he didn't like it. Like I said, whatever it was, they bumped heads, and I don't think it was just his side. So, um, you know, JR, I've always known JR since younger, playing against him. AU, he's a Jersey guy. Did um, you play against him when you guys? In high school. Um, played against him quite a bit, and growing up, I would say he left after high school, went straight to the league, so he's got some years in. How but, good um, was he when he was in high school? Oh, man, he was amazing. He was athletic. He's still athletic, but he was athletic as hell, could shoot it from far. Uh, he did a little bit of everything, man. He was great. So. Um, Carmelo. Is mm. Carmelo Anthony... Listen, I know you're, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't have a fortune. You're not a fortune teller. Is Carmelo Anthony going to play basketball again this year? I would like to think so, yeah. Uh, he's still working out, as you can see. Uh, he, he keeps a very good uh, content going on his social media of what he's doing, where he's at. And, um, you know, what do you think of that? I, I'm, it's whatever guys choose. I mean, I like to work in silence. doesn't say it's wrong or right. Some guys, I mean, it's also building a brand and a fan base. You know, a lot of kids like to see what you're doing. That's what keeps you relevant, keeps you, you know, following. So, yeah, we got those sirens going on around here. Yeah, you don't have sirens in your studio, no, right? No, no. not but we don't. He don't have sirens. He don't have to say, hold on to the guests. <laughs> so do you think, I mean, based on the landscape of the NBA, that he'll play? I'm yeah, a Carmelo I fan, he's so a I'm great, not. He's, he's a great talent, man. He can shoot the ball. What happened in Houston? I don't know. Maybe it just didn't mesh well. Sometimes system it doesn't work out that way. You know, I've seen a lot of guys go to Houston and not do well. I've seen a lot of guys Houston and do really well. Um, system doesn't work for everybody, but you know, once he finds his rhythm, finds a situation that's good for him, he can be a, a big plus for a team because the especially the way he shoots it. He shoots. I mean, he shoots really well. He shoots very well. He shoots very well. Sorry, I'm just waiting for this. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot was made in the offseason. I mean, you, you you know, you said old school, the league's changed. A lot was made in the offseason about uh, DeMarcus joining the Warriors. Yes. When DeMarcus Cousins uh, is healthy, and obviously mm -hmm. nobody wants to see any player not on the court. For sure. Um, how good is that team oh, potentially? Man. And, you know, like, if, if all things go accordingly, man. hopefully it's the Toronto Raptors. That would be nice, of course, but um, they're they're already tough as hell, man. They're tough as nails. Um, with him at the five, that can shoot threes. Um, if he becomes that good screener, passing big that they need him to, if he develops that, they're gonna be very hard, very very hard to beat because I said he can shoot from so far. Because a lot of times the fives they had, we've been able to play off him, we've been able to back up. Um, but with him playing the five and be able to shoot from that far, I said it's gonna be tough to guard all those guys the way they shoot. And I said he's another threat. They have. Four different guys that can probably give you 30 or 40 at any given night. It's crazy. So uh, it's tough. You you know, we have one or two guys we give the ball to, like, all right, we're stuck. We need a basket. They have four guys they can give the ball to, and be like, all right, we need to get you a basket. So, um, man, look out. That's all I can say, man. Just we can try our best to prepare for it. Um, you know, we said, I hope he comes back healthy and has, you know, still a stable, good career and hopes he bounces back. But 
you know, it's going to be tough, man, to play play against them with their 100% health. Then, like, from what I gathered, uh-huh. that was his best offer. Like, he, you know, like, at the uh, time. No, what was the What so. was the deal with DeMarcus, like, in terms of winding up from a business point of view with the Warriors? I just think it was a, an emotional decision. Um, you know, it was day three of free agency. And maybe he didn't get the, you know, the top calls right away. But uh, he did get some offers from what I heard. Anyway, I don't know for sure. I mean, they weren't probably the offers he wanted or so. But he knew he was going to be out half the year anyway. Right. So At least. But at that time, I think he was just like, you know, it might have been an emotional decision where it was like, you know, I'm not getting the calls or the offers that I want right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, do what I want right now for this time, for this year, and then just make it happen. But I don't, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. But if I had to guess, I think it was just a very emotional, quick decision. Okay. Because um, there's no way though all of those other teams let him slide or slip, um, you know, especially without paying him, you know, good money. He could have went a lot of places and got good money. Um, the NBA is a shooter's league now. For sure. I mean, I think since even when since you came into the league, mm-hmm. it's changed. It's continued to change. Back to the basket is like going literally going extinct. Mm-hmm. Did you ever imagine you being a shooter? that it would turn into the kind of basketball that it is this year, 2018. Like, it's, it's, no, so, not, it's so different. For sure. I didn't think it would happen this soon. I thought I knew eventually it would. I still didn't think fives would be out in the perimeter. Like, Brooke Lopez has taken, you know, eight to nine threes a game. And he's, he's evolved um, by survival, right? For sure. He and had he shoot, to do that. He's shooting it very well, too. Um, he killed us the other night. But um, I, mean, I didn't think this soon. I mean, it's a disgusting-looking shot like, by Brooke I, Lopez. I still think that – I still thought, like – Fives for sure would be in the paint more or back to the basket more, but uh, it seems like the whole court has spread out and you know it turned it changed very quickly within the, over the last you know two or three years. Can like obviously if Shaq played in today's NBA, mm-hmm. prime Shaq in his prime Shaq would Shaq be shooting threes or there'd be no reason? Probably to? not. No, there'd be no reason to. Um, so basically, you'd have to give up something on the end of the floor. You know, obviously you could post Shaq. But on the other end of the floor, he would have to, you know, it'd be tough for him to guard on the perimeter. You know what I'm saying? So it, it would just be interesting to see. He'd still be dominant because, you know, nobody will guard him. But I don't think I mean, think nobody, teams, especially with – with, you can't – I mean – You'd basically be trading threes for twos, you know. So um, you'd have to figure out which team would rather give and say, oh, we're going to match who they are starting or who they're playing or – you know, are they going to match who we're playing and starting? So it's like, all right, we're going to go small. If they're going to match it, cool. If not, they can leave Shaq in. Or, you know, they're going big, so we have to find a big man that at least guard Shaq or box him out. So, um, but it's going to be very interesting. Um, what players, first or second year players, are you most impressed with? Last year, there was a great rookie crop. Kuzma was a surprise. Yeah. Lonzo had his whole craziness. Donovan Mitchell was ridiculous. Jason Tatum. What, um, I mean, this guy's... He was great last year, of course. But even with everybody coming back healthy and how he, he had a great start to the year. I don't know how he's been going lately, but he's still been good for them. He's been very good. He's one of the best players on their team. Um, but, of course, Jason Tatum's been good. So Donovan Mitchell, who's been great. Uh, Kuzma. But I like the guys on our team, you know, OG and Pascal, you know. So, um, you know, I'm interested to see their development and how much they can help us moving forward. I think more so than anything, it's mental of Justin for OG, uh, you know, getting less minutes than last year and playing a role. But... Those guys are very special. All right, listen. I said it was only going to be a half an hour because Danny Green got to go take a nappy. <laughs> we got to go take nap time with Danny Green because we got a game today. I'm 31 years old. I need my blanket. I need to take my nappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. All right, Danny, I said it was going to be short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish you guys nothing but luck. We need it, man. I appreciate it. We do. 
you guys, uh, it's early in the season. I hope everybody stays healthy. About a quarter of the way, a little more than a quarter of the way through. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like we're saying it's early, but then next yeah. thing you know, it's Christmas, and that's kind of like, and then the next thing you know, it's like we're leaning into who's third, making all-star almost, teams. Almost a third of the way through. So, yeah. Um, so I wish you guys nothing but luck. Appreciate it, man. Um, need it. And the green room. Inside the green room. Inside the green room with the fancy set, real <laughs> cameraman, and everything like it's, that. It's not that fancy. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. If I if I make my way up to Toronto, mm-hmm. okay, and I do inside the green room, yeah, okay, and 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 of course I got to go to a game. Yes, of course. I need that wood. I, I got you. Like I'm not sitting like, oh, they're good seats during the eighth round. We got you, man. We got plenty of people that can hook you up, and said, of course, me. But um, Nav, the super fan who's on my podcast, he sits courtside every game for like, since the start. The wood. Yes. I'm not. I'm not playing with. Oh, it's a ten throw. It's cute. <laughs> Hardwood, hardwood, got you. You got me on that. All right, Danny Green, Toronto Raptors, thank you for rocking. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys. All right, I want to thank Danny Green, Broadway Danny Green, for rocking with the best. I appreciate your time. I hope you got your little nappy in. Um, Check out his podcast, The Green Room, Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. Um, What can I say? It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Again, hit us up for fantasy football advice, but do not hit me up the day of... The hour of, you get ignored. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice. That's something real proper. Yeah.